Yeah, Mr. White. Yeah, science. <laughs> That's the classic. <laughs> what is going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition, episode... Edition? Edition. I guess it would be an edition of really? Franchise Unpacked. Uh, I'm your host, Zach. And I'm your other host, Dave. And uh, we're excited to be here today. Yes. And, uh, you know, we... Sometimes we do the, hey, how you doing, as a formality, but Dave literally just walked in, so Dave, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you, Zach? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> literally I, uh, just walked in. Yeah, I just, I mean, a little peek behind the curtain, I spent most of the day after work just playing Kirby's Dream Course with a uh, a former guest on the show, Absolutely. Uh, Greg Davis. Yes, so was, Greg. Yeah, shout out to a, Greg. Yeah, shout out, Greg. Get on the show again. That was a good time. Yes. But no, For uh, Kirby, maybe. Oh my gosh, that'd be a fun Ooh, one. Ooh, putting it down in the universe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, well, we have a couple of sort of big things coming out. Yeah. Um, I guess, Dave, if it's okay with you, I guess we can announce what we're going to call the Halloween episodes now. Sure. I was going to just say that this week is the last week, yeah. uh, the last regular episode for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, because starting in October. Yep. We're going over to, we're, we're going to call it Franchise Unspooked. And it's going to be a blast. We I'm have, so excited. We have a few uh, horror franchises. We have a couple of guests lined up. Yeah. Uh, it's just. We're going to do some playthroughs. We already have some ideas for some yeah. videos we want to record. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, that'll be coming up very soon. Yeah, uh, your... and, uh, and we just wanted to say thank you again because lately our listens have been uh, growing. Our listener base has been growing. Yes. Um, and it's just been uh, just a real rip-roaring good time. Also, a little uh, – we're just doing all our shout-outs now. Yeah. Uh, I want to shout-out one of another podcast that we've yeah. been uh, kind of buddy buddying with a little yeah, bit. Uh, yeah. The Florida Men on Florida Man. Yes. Check that out. That's Florida Men on Florida Man. It's a phenomenal podcast. Really great. I've been listening to, like, all their backlog stuff re- the last yeah. couple of weeks. Uh, and it's these four guys. They're really hilarious. Uh, they live in Florida and they have their listeners and also do their own research on these hilarious. You've heard of Florida. Yeah, Man. The Florida Man. Stories. Florida Man is if you don't know who Florida Man is, he's kind of this a royal we right. of Florida. If you <laughs> commit, a, if you're a male and you commit a crime in Florida, the headline will read Florida Man right. dot dot dot. Yes. So it's and. As you there's I think there's a law that Florida is able to right away release information on crimes that occur before. Oh, so that's okay. why you hear all the crazy stuff. Come that's out of amazing. Florida. Well, and they're, but, but, and they're yeah, so cool, too. They're, they're really cool chill. guys. Uh, they've been. Yeah, they've been shouting us out. So we wanted to give them a, a great shout out. Yeah. Uh, really check out their podcast. They talk about all sorts of stuff. Florida. I was listening to a bunch of the Disney episodes. So yeah. It's really, really, um, really great. But the, the reason that we're here today, yes. uh, as you know, from clicking on the title is to discuss the one and only Breaking Bad, Ooh. which I, I I mean, this one's so recent that I don't know if it's necessary to go into like the first experience with it. But let me ask, what's your most recent experience with it? My most recent. Well, today, seeing the new trailer, there okay. was a new trailer for El Camino, uh, which is the Breaking Bad first Breaking Bad kind of film. Yeah, that's coming out yeah. on Netflix uh, and then also on AMC. They will be um, streaming it on AMC. But yeah. Uh, I just saw the recent trailer for that, and it did give a lot of information, and we'll get to it, including the fate of uh, one Mr. Walter White. Um, and I don't know if you picked up on that if you saw the trailer. I did you I, hear? There's a police scanner part where he's uh, uh, Jesse's listening to. There are actually a couple trailers that were released. There was a short one where he's sitting in the El Camino out in the desert at yeah, night, yeah. smoking a cigarette, and he's listening to the police scanner. So over the scanner, well, we'll get to that. We'll get, we'll to, get to it. That. It's real, so, kind of very important information. I. Uh, I have to uh, I have to put something out there mm-hmm. before we start this episode, really. And it's and it's going to sound like a humble brag. It's just going to sound like a brag. 
And it kind of is. It's like the one sort of impression that I'm really proud yes. of. I can do. Have you? Did I ever? Have I ever oh, done yeah. it for you? Do I it. can do I, I, what I like to think is a decent Jesse Pinkman impression. And my the only reason I wanted to do it on this show is in high hopes that one day Aaron Paul will listen and be like, <laughs> we're going to hashtag you. Aaron yeah, Paul. exactly. We're going to we're going to at you <laughs> at you. So I wanted to I wanted to share that with you guys. I hope that you like it as much as I enjoy doing it because I just have a blast doing it. So, hey, yo, Mr. White, can we just like, I don't know, make another batch or something? I mean, what if the instructions are like in Mexican or whatever? That's it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Paul was just here in the studio. Hey, okay. see you later, Aaron. He I, have a, I have a story to tell about yeah. that before we dive in. Uh, I was playing on like PlayStation Network once, and I was pretending to be Aaron Paul. Uh, and I was on that. I was like, I was like, hey, yo, acting on the set of Breaking Bad with Brian Cranston was like the best experience of my life. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And somebody believed it. Of course. And they sent me a message and they were like, yo, dude, it was great playing with you. Uh, recently, I was in a horrible motorcycle accident. And this is the only thing that's given me like hope. Oh, no. And I was like, no. Like, Did you just I, no, no, no I felt so bad. Oh, I felt no. so bad. And I, was I, like, Ooh. and I was like, so I messaged him and I was like, hey, dude, I'm a voice actor. <laughs> and I Sorry. said, I, I said, but. Uh, you know, if you want, I can send you like a voice memo. I said, your friends don't have to know that I'm a voice actor. So, and he was super cool about it. So I left him a voice message that was like, yo, dude, it was great playing with you today. You killed it during the match. (laughs) Um, so it was just like, it was a lot of fun, but I felt so bad. That's Um, great. Anyway, now that I have my humble brag out of the way, I apologize. Um, And we'll do a little bit of a, uh, preemptive strike there could be some adult uh yeah. conversations had not like you know some language possible you know drug reference and stuff because right. of the shows and material. obviously spoilers yeah. you yeah, know this, so. i mean this is an old-ish show not well, beware not old, but yeah. uh it, new and old at the same time old enough that spoilers well are, because of this movie coming out I'm, I'm sure some people will be like either a re-watching the series or right. starting it for the first well, time and that's where i'm at right now shelby yeah. and i have been re-watching had too. shelby watched it yeah she's okay. seen it Go once on. i've seen it two or three times before sure. Sure, sure. um one of my favorite franchises ever okay. i think um well yeah let's get kind of just dive into it with our yeah. experience what was your we, 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 we kind of talking about recent first, experience. What yeah. was your first uh, your first memory of it? Mine's a little weird, and I had a little trouble raking my mind. I, I was gonna say I don't know. Racking, if I, racking, raking, <laughs> racking my mind. I don't. I don't know if I remember my first experience with it. I think it was just one of those things where I felt like I, I think it was after the fifth season came to Netflix because you know how it was like split up. Yeah, I think it was after the first half came to Netflix, and then I got hooked on it. Yeah, I. I remember because it started in 2008 and um, so that would have been like my second semester of my first year at OU. Okay. Um, I remember in like, I I always remembered having trouble watching shows during the school year, especially being a theater major, like all of our nights were taken up. So if there was, you know, like scheduled programming and this was before, mind you, before like direct you know the on demand and sh- stuff like that we had to, yeah and if, if there was on demand and dvr and stuff we sure didn't have it you no, know in our was, college it was, it apartment was harder to access you were either <laughs> yeah you, you were either pirating something which i never did because i honestly was just afraid of yeah. <laughs> catching a virus but it was or you either. had to like you could stream it off of um itunes right. which was a big thing right. i did near the end of the series but we'll get into that yeah but um yeah and i remember just being in the green room talking to people i remember peter geisel was mm-hmm. a big uh, friend of the show, was a big 
fan of it. There were a lot of people who were like, oh yeah, this show, it's really good. It like you check it out. And then I think it, it just kind of slipped my mind for the first year or so. I don't think I st- really started watching it until season two started. And like my yeah. mother was into it. My grandmother was into it. Yeah. It has a far and wide it, reach. Yeah. It was bizarre. What about you? Um, yeah. Like, I mean, like I was kind of saying, I, I didn't go too far into it, but I, I don't have a clear cut memory of when it started. Um, I, I know that I got hooked on it quick mm. whenever it came on to Netflix and was in like it bingeable. I think I, I just remember sitting down and binging the entire thing uh, up until that, you know, fifth season, mid season break. Sure. Cause they split that up by like the course they, of a year. Didn't they, they did that for the, what's it? The last two seasons or the last, well, the last season. last season, part A yeah. and part B. They were following like the HBO. HBO, you yeah. did that. I remember they did it with the Sopranos. They were like, it's a shorter season, but they're both season six. Right. Or whatever. Right. And you're like, why? Because they're like, because the stories, it immediately ties. In. I'm like, well, yeah, there's like, there's no time jump. And you're like, right. OK. All right. Well, whatever. But it's just. Yeah. And that's really aggravating. I think when they split up the seasons. Yeah. But, um, I do understand like story wise and filming, you know, schedule wise. But well, like you said, you got hooked immediately. With, and this was the kind of show how it was produced. And we'll get into the plot of it here in a second. But each episode was a cliffhanger. It would start you yes. off with like the last scene basically of the episode. And then it would cut back and you'd figure out how they get to that point. Right. Or and then the, the episode would then end on the craziest thing that was even 10 times crazier than the last one. And that was to me, that was one of the things that they did so well Mm -hmm. is like whether it was a cliffhanger at the end or at the beginning, they made you watch the whole episode Mm -hmm. to get any answers. And they, they structured it really well because you had to watch the entire episode to get answers from the beginning. Then you had to watch the next episode to get answers about the end. Yeah. And then you had to watch the whole season to get answers about the episodes and how they all kind of connect in that sort of gestalt way. And yeah, I mean, it was cool. They like even starting with like a cut of the end of the episode or vice versa. Even at a lot of the beginning seasons, the very first episode starts with a final scene from the end of the season. Yeah. Like literally yeah. The, like possibly I always remember the teddy bear. Yeah. The floating teddy bear from the. That's where we're at right now. We, yeah. we, I think oh, yeah. we we just got past. We might have just finished that. And season. it's wild yeah. how the plane crash all ties into Walter yeah. White. <laughs> like well, it they, all comes back. And they really exercise one of those writing principles of. Uh, getting your characters into trouble by coincidence is great and getting them out of trouble by coincidence is cheating. Is it, yeah. Like they get them into trouble all the time by coincidence, but they can never get out of it by coincidence. They have they to always, use their smarts. Yeah. yeah. They're smart. Well, it's, it's cheat. It's like Deus Ex, you know, yeah, that yeah. kind of moment, if it's going to happen, should only come at the bitterest of ends because yeah. it's like hopelessness sort of right. So something has to come in and save the day. But I was I was thinking of this on the, actually on the ride over mm-hmm. and um, the term Chekhov's gun. You've heard of it. You're a theater guy. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know what Chekhov's gun is, it's a uh, concept that uh, Anton Chekhov was a very famous playwright. Realism was like his big deal. But the idea of Chekhov's gun is that if you see a gun on the table or it is presented or shown or a character's wearing one in the first act of a play, the gun will go off by the third act. Right. It's the idea of you're introducing a a thing and then they might not even talk about it. They might, no, right. they might not even look at it for the rest of the show, but that gun's been sitting on the table. Why? Right. It's going to right. be used. And that's why I was wondering if, if we could compare that to a lot of the stuff with breaking bad, there's always the, I mean, even the, the, what was the, the chemical he poisoned with? 
It's oh, that sort of thing. It's yeah, the ricin. Yeah. Yes. Right? It was like introduced. He talks about it. And then it se- it just kind of gets like scrapped or like gone by it's the wayside. For then it just seasons. like reappears. Yeah. I mean, he, he that one he did. He was like, I was going to well, use it. Then he hit it. And there were and then he re- yeah. there were some weird uh, like foreshadowing bits, too, with. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm blanking on the girl's name. Uh, Jesse's girlfriend that. The, oh, the junkie. man. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm totally I'm just drawing a blank right now. But uh, her character in one episode He's like, oh, you're up already? And she was like, well, what am I supposed to do? Sleep forever? Mm-hmm. Or not Ritter. wake up? I know uh, her. Kristen Ritter, Yeah, Kristen Ritter's right? the actress, um, yeah. And then in another episode, she goes, oh, I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. Yeah. So it's like these two very, very, like when you look back, very obvious references to her character's fate yeah. that you don't even recognize. That's like that's like somebody drawing an outline of a gun and then it goes off. Yeah, later. <laughs> it's the foreshadowing and it's just brilliant script writing. And I think yeah. it, it it's just, yeah, you got to go back to Vince Gilligan. It's just a genius. Right. And maybe we should talk a little bit about the plot. For those of you who yeah. might not know, and this is just a broad generalization, uh, the, the story is about um, this uh, gentleman named Walter White, who is a high school science teacher. Brilliant, though, like definitely way overqualified. Yeah. You'll find you come to find out he had like other endeavors before he had to become a high school teacher, basically. But uh, that could he, have been very scientific. successful. Yeah, yeah. That he made him a millionaire, basically. But um, he uh, comes to find out he has stage four, I think, lung cancer or lung cancer just in general. He has it's, cancer. It's it's one of the later stages, it's though. Like it's progressed. Yeah. yeah. And um, so he realized comes to the realization that, well, screw this. I can't afford my medical treatment. And I'm not going to leave my family, you know, destitute right. and, you know wanting so he decides to he's brilliant and he decides to cook meth because he Mm -hmm. lives in albuquerque new mexico which is the meth empire i think of the u.s if not the world i'm sure i I think it's why they put it there my buddy um i had a buddy chris out in um new york i used to serve with him at ruby tuesday and he was from albuquerque and he he goes it's one of the main reasons i had to get out of there really he's like i saw too many of my friends to just it it was a true epidemic that's scary crystal meth and just terrible well, and so, and so he goes to Jesse Pinkman, uh, a former, former high school student, student who yeah. is a meth he- or meth dealer. And so he knows he's a criminal and he partners and, and with him. And you see this guy's spiral. Like, it is. I describe it as a nonstop worsening train wreck. Somehow yeah. the wrecked train is somehow picks up speed well, off the tracks and that, continues to That brings to me plow. to one of my first points that I wanted to talk about. It's one of the only shows that I can think of where our main character. I mean, he has an incredible story arc, but he doesn't get better. He gets worse, he gets worse and worse and, and worse. worse. And he becomes more and more of a monster as the show goes on. Well, you quickly realize he's not doing it. He could have ended it in the first season and had no yeah. money to a treatment and be like given to his family. Right. And fine. And so there's this like this deepening of greed and anger and violence and just crime that happens around Walter White. Yeah. Um. And I, so a little bit of Reddit credit here. Uh, so Drew Review sent in, um, and I had heard this somewhere else, but I'm just going to read it verbatim what he wrote in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he or she, I guess Drew could be a girl's name too, uh, Drew Barrymore. I don't think this is Drew Barrymore, for the record. If I, this is Drew Barrymore, I'm going to be... Hey, Drew. <laughs> awesome. Um, Come on the show, Drew. But uh, he says... <laughs> Maybe it's Andrew Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I'm, I'm all Hi, I'm Drew Barrymore. <laughs> um, no relation. <laughs> Jesse was originally scripted to be killed off at the end of the first season, but the writer's strike that occurred that year uh, axed the episodes that would have made that happen. So Jesse wasn't even supposed to be permanent. 
That's right. He was going to die at the end yeah. of the, yeah. And there was, right. there was another comment that they I actually, loved his character though. Oh yeah. Um, he, and yeah. I'm having trouble finding it, but somebody pointed out that, uh, and well, this is a theme anyway, the colors that are used in the show are very indicative of what's going on. So like mm-hmm. Walter's colors constantly get darker. There's a scene when he's talking in the gymnasium to like a bunch of people and all of the teachers are wearing this like beige kind mm-hmm. of very. Well, he bland. starts out with that green. Yeah. That, but then in this scene, he's wearing like all the other teachers are the light. Black. He's wearing dark. Yeah. Uh, and then you'll notice too, and this is what was pointed out on Reddit. Um, the post isn't pulling up properly for me. So sorry that I can't credit whoever it was, but um, credit, Reddit, credit, Reddit, Reddit, credit. But he pointed out that uh, if somebody was wearing purple, that they were somehow like, uh, I don't want to say in danger, but they were um, almost vulnerable or they were out of the loop, you know, or left in mystery. And that right there is one of the main, I, not just Breaking Bad, but I love the that kind of attention to detail. Yeah. J.J. Abrams brings it, like a lot of HBO. The Sopranos would do that a lot. I remember they said that if you ever see uh, oranges in a scene or Tony eating an orange or picking oranges or orange juice, somebody's about to get killed or shot right. because it's a reference to the Godfather because oh. Marlon Brando's character at one point in the first movie is picking oranges at a, a, a outdoor market and these assassins run the, up and try uh, to kill what him. What was the movie? It was a Fincher film, I think, um, where every time you would see an X, a character would die. Oh, I know what you're talking about. about. But, but like I was saying, like that, that attention to detail. And when you're yeah. like when the writing and the producers are like, we even need these colors. Quentin Tarantino's brilliant about right. it. Like in the my favorite thing in Pulp Fiction is when uh, they drag uh, M- Mia Wallace in overdosing right. on heroin and they're going to stick her with the needle in the heart. Right. You see the, the get board game stacked up in the corner, our operation life. And there's one more. Yeah. And they're all. So you're like, oh, man, it's all. Yeah. Every every book title on a on a shelf in a in the episode of Lost. Well, and, and Breaking Bad, too. You're like, it's just the it's that cool thing of our world also is in on it. Sort of. Yeah. It's this weird like. And, oh, and I that, love it. that same user pointed out along that same line, um, there are 62 episodes total yes. in the series. And the 62nd element on the periodic table is uh, Samari- Samarium, Samarium uh, which is a drug that's used to treat lung cancer. And Jeez. it's like it's in the drug that's used to treat lung cancer. So it's like, how did they even? I, and I that could be that could be coincidence, but I almost wouldn't put it past them. I to, wouldn't either. At that by that point, when they're like, how many are we going to end with? When they were able to right. figure it out, because and I, I bring this up because from what I gathered in some of my research, Vince Gilligan basically every year they came to him and they're like, want to do another? And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, and they never. He might have had like more story written, but like Tuco was supposed to be like the main bad guy. Yeah. Then um, uh, Fring. Uh, yeah. Was Gustavo. Su- Gustavo yeah. Fring was supposed to be the utmost because he was what Walter truly aspired he right. could be. If well, everything went well. But didn't he, he have it planned out at a certain point that it was only going to end at five seasons like that he wanted it to stop? I think eventually, but yeah. from what I gather after Gustavo, after Frank, that was it. When he blew yeah. him up, like that was supposed to be the end. Spoiler right. alert. Um, yeah. but we, we already gave yeah, our spoiler it, alert. It was, it, it didn't, it gave a certain heightening to every season. Right. Even though you like didn't want it to end. And it, yeah, like, 
oh man, and you're like, get darker, shave your head, grow a goatee, yeah. look crazy, like just. And his dynamic of bringing Jesse back into it, I was thinking like how he would get darker. You know, he'd see even his clothes right. would get darker. His dynamic between acting with his brother-in-law, who was a DEA agent, right. with his wife, who he had had to lie to for pretty much four of the five, six seasons or something. Yeah. She got into it in the end, yeah. which we'll also get to. The brilliant of the last few um, that The one main episode in the last... when Felina? No. Oh, the one before um, it or whatever? It's um, that big epic name that starts with a G, um, where he takes uh, the daughter. Yes. And she's screaming out in the street. Yeah. I actually watched, uh, there's a great video by NerdWriter1 on YouTube mm-hmm. about all the reactions in that episode. Oh my gosh. It's, it's nuts. It, 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 go watch that yeah. if you if you get a chance. Um, It's his name of like a god or something like. Was it Ozymandias? Uh, Ozymandias, yes. Uh, Ozymandias, yeah. yes. Yeah. That is probably the best episode of the entire series, I think. Yeah, it's incredible. It's just the emotional depth that everybody's going through. But um, And then after that, the phone call he makes is brilliant. To get her out of it, to get yeah. her out of trouble because he knows their phones are tapped. Right. So he yells at her and makes her seem like she had no idea about the whole thing. And he's like right. calling her like awful names. And, yeah. But and you just see both of their faces. He's like crying doing it because he's like, obviously, right. I don't mean this. And then it co- cuts to her and she makes the realization while she's on the phone that he's like, oh, my gosh, he's actually saving me. Right. Right. So, so it's like no matter how horrible I feel about this man who's basically ruined my family, there's that that one they're glimpse, Inkling, yeah, the little the there silver is lining. still a sliver of humanity because he's because he even gone. goes back in the very last episode and talks to her in the kitchen briefly. He has one last conversation oh, with right, Skylar yeah. and yeah. he's like, you're right. No, he goes, I want to come back. I didn't want to give you any more crap. And I did it for the power. I liked it. Yeah. And she kind of is like a little like like gasps, a little taken aback. But it's right. that he does. It's crazy seeing a character like that who you see a full character arc. And then he basically cuts all the way back to his first episode. Well, that's his completion. Kind of the realization. But he also it's the first time that we see him in the entire show. Be honest. Yeah. Like he never even to himself says why he's doing it. Yeah. You know, he he says he's doing it for his family. But then at the end, he's like, no, it's the power. It's it's having well, it's that. that when he sh- when she shows him in the, the room where they're keeping the stat, the giant pile of money. And she's like, I come here and spray for moths. There's too much. I don't even know what to do with this. This is frightening. This amount of like, right. what are you, what are we doing here? Yeah, this is, I have to spray it for moths. That's right. great. That's a crazy problem to have. Yeah. Like yeah. when you're laundering money and you can't put it anywhere. Well, um, and speaking yeah. of the, of the laundering aspect, I, one of the best characters I think is Saul Goodman. Oh yeah. So, and we have a spinoff show. Yes. So one of, one of the spinoff shows, very well bad. rated. I, uh, yeah. So for I, a spinoff. I only watched the first two seasons and then I kind of dropped off a little bit. Me too. Um, yeah. Kim and I kind of stopped. We moved in together and I kind of everything. We got new jobs and well, for it just me, fell apart. I mean, and it's not that I disliked it. I just felt like it got a little slow. It, it didn't, it wasn't moving along enough for me to yes. sit, like breaking bad. I couldn't put down, but better call Saul. I was like, eh, I could well, take it or leave it. The, the cool thing I liked about better call Saul was it was, you're seeing this character and he likes does start off trying to be on. He's trying to be good. He's taking, yeah. but he takes these hilarious cases. Right. Each season kind of had like a main case. 
that didn't really ever. But they I think eventually they would trickle into Breaking Bad plots. But like yeah. they were like a guy from the city council was embezzling funds or something like in the right. first season. So he's working for these criminals and you start to see him like, I've got to be kind of sneaky and criminal myself right. to help these people. So you're seeing that character development. However, by the second season, they start introducing, you know, you, you see Tuco. You right. see the the brothers, the the hitmen brothers. Right. You start seeing the the character, especially the Mexican cartel characters, and you're like, okay, here we go. Yeah, we're gonna start, and they do that. You're gonna get Gus. You're gonna, but but definitely not to the degree that I think that I wanted, and maybe a lot of like you might have wanted. But yeah. I see, totally see why they would respect that and be like, we're not, well, yeah, we're we're I, not gonna talk about Walter White. I guess on this I. Show. I for me, I, I have trouble with courtroom dramas anyway, and that it felt like it got a little too close to just being straight courtroom drama. Yeah. Yeah. Or lawyer it, drama, I, I guess. It, yeah, it's like a lot of weird dynamics because you're like, there's all the issues he's having in the law office when I just want to see him open his own and get um, thorough, you know, the the big right. bodyguard. Oh, I yeah. love that. I think his name was thorough, which is hilarious. Perfect. Um, but I wanted to see that. And I wanted to see him like the first time he may have had to defend Badger. Yeah. Because that's truly be the cool. connection. You don't need a criminal lawyer. You need a criminal, criminal lawyer. lawyer. Badger, man. man. It was such... In, the writing in Breaking Bad it, is just it, so good. Breaking Bad was one of those shows, too. I love Grand Theft Auto so much. It felt like a Grand Theft yeah. Auto show. Yeah. Like, The Sopranos did as well. When you're seeing... When I can see... Okay. I think a great example of, like, a crime... Let's say Scarface is a perfect... It's a three-hour film. You see the trajectory of an immigrant from Cuba. Yeah. Not... I think he's illegal, too. He's a criminal in Cuba. His rise from literally working in a hot dog stand to right. the Coke Lord of Miami. So over the you see this, not just his character arc. You see him build an empire. You see these stacks of money. And that's what I loved about right. Breaking Bad. They always moved up from the RV into a better space, into a better space, into right. more. They were able to produce more. They started hiring a lawyer. You had yeah. your dealers now, you, you know, Badger and Skinny Pete. You were building this empire. And I was like, ooh, ooh, yeah. yes, yes, that's Incredible. what I love. That's so, what I love. For the sake of time, we have to move into the present of the we franchise. We do. Sorry, we got chitty chatty about that. Yeah, no, we we will always get chitty. Which is great because we were talking. We we're like, this is only like five seasons. It's like this yeah. is a tiny little franchise. But you can talk so much about it. Yeah. Um, so the present of the franchise is this El Camino movie coming out. Yeah. Which by the time this episode airs, that's going to be coming out in a couple weeks. I mean, so we have to preface this with a little bit of I think a last episode spoiler of Breaking Bad. Yeah. So the plot of El Camino. From what I understand, it takes place, I think, directly after Jesse gets in that car yes. and runs. Yes. So El, uh, the final episode of Breaking Bad, basically the climax of it is the neo-Nazis that uh, had basically ki- kidnapped or not kidnapped. They were Jesse was basically given to him like yeah. it was ba- he was basically like a, a slave prisoner just he, handed he was. over. He was yeah. chained. He yeah. was just on ropes and he's he was a um he you know he was walter's caliban if it was a tempest like Mm -hmm. total you know uh, correlation but he was just this kind of like a at that point a true like brainwashed almost just like i'll make the math i'll just do it they beat him they starve him you know it's very abusive he's chained to a wire yeah he literally has a a track a wire track like a dog in the back like a leash a lead wire in the meth and he literally has chained like a dog 
and just cooking that. And it's sad because Jesse, it's this weird twist where like, you know, the show starts off with Jesse being this, you know, sort of washed up hack drug dealer. And you know, he's like a, a he's like a 19 year old piece yeah. of crap, you know, in and then it ends with, car. you know, you rooting for Jesse to have the life yeah. he needs and deserves because the whole show he's trying to he's yeah. tr- he wants he keeps cooking meth and he is the one who's like, we can stop. We can stop. Right. Like, I've I've got a house now. I've got this. I'm, I'm building a life. Yeah. But yeah, he can never, it's just can't Walter escape keeps it. bringing him back in. Um, but but yeah, so Walter goes, kills the neo-Nazis with an awesome uh, remote control yes. machine gun popping out of a trunk of a car. Which they tested on Mythbusters, would work. Would work. Yep. And then Jesse gets in an El Camino, which is an, uh, if you don't know what an El Camino is, it's uh, basically a sedan with a truck bed. Uh, old school 70s car, I think mostly. Uh, and he drives out of there and he is free. The last shot of him is him just flooring it and he's crying of yeah. joy. He's filthy and scarred, but he's just like, fine. I, I'm yeah. out. And now back to the beginning of our podcast. Yes. Uh, you watch the trailers. Did you hear what they were saying over the police scanner? I did not. The police scanner scene. He's sitting there and he's like freaking out. He's smoking a cigarette. Jesse's sitting in the dark in the middle of the desert in this car. Mm-hmm. And he's listening to a police scanner and it's saying uh, there's been um, reports of uh, it started with reports of neighbors calling when hundreds of gun uh, gunshots were heard. Uh, they came to oh, the scene. I remember that there yeah. are nine male victims found and one has believed to uh, another male has or another uh, or someone escaped. Yeah, they know. And that's Jesse. Now, when I looked into it, nine uh, male bodies was the important part. There were eight gang members. In that. Okay. And I looked into it, made sure, and we the counted. I watched the scene. Yeah. There were eight neo-Nazis. The ninth dead body would be Walter White. Right. Which, there were all these rumors. Walter walked into the meth lab after Jesse escaped with a gunshot wound. And he was just kind of like, look at this. Look at all this beautiful science instruments. Right. I am a, and then he, like, falls out back. And the last shot is, like, kind of this uh, panning up as the yeah. police kind of surround the body of Walter White. But his eyes are open. He's just kind of looking up. And it just pans away and cuts to black. Yeah. So like you, everyone's like, is he dead? It was just a stomach. Like he's probably alive. He's just like, you know, unconscious. no. Well, and I'm so? glad I don't, they will reference him. I'm sure in El Camino. Yeah. Um, they taught Mike Airman trout's in it, which also doesn't make sense. So I'm thinking there there's be, gotta there be, there be flashbacks. Yeah. So I bet Walter, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Brian Cranston cameo. But it no. won't be as an alive Walter White. I think the fans will be very, very disappointed if there's not a, a Brian Cranston cameo, personally. Or this could all be a twist. Yeah, it could be. Oh, there was another gang member that we didn't know yeah. about, or whatever. And how did uh, Meth Damon die? I can't remember. You know Meth Damon. Oh yeah. Um, there. So uh, what's his name? Um, very great actor. Oh, phenomenal. He yeah. was on Friday Night Lights. He was in that great um, Game Night movie. He was awesome um, in Game Night. He was in the first or second season of Fargo. That's where he met his new uh, Kirsten Dunst. They're married. Oh, uh, really? Jesse Plummet? Plummet? Maybe. I, think I don't is know his, his name. name yeah. But yeah, he's phenomenal. Looks like Matt Damon. Yeah. Got dubbed Matt Damon. Yeah. He <laughs> looks he like a budget so Matt Damon. Creepy. Good. Yeah. Just not creep, but like horrifying. Yeah. For no, a young great. man, just like no... It was that true his and he kind of has like dead eyes. So I think that's why they cast him. He has a true lack of empathy. You saw this character and he was well, he was the nephew of the main neo-Nazi. You come to find out. So when he kills that kid, oh, that was crazy. That was that was one of the worst scenes with the spider. Yeah, the spider in the jar. So and I did want to talk about as well. There's well, actually, before we get to talking about that, this El Camino movie. Yeah. 
I don't know what they're going to do with it. I'm so excited because the trailer looks incredible. Jesse's um, on the run. Skinny Pete and Badger are back. They're yep. helping him. I think they're trying to help. The ideas are trying to help him yeah. out. I don't know I, to what end. I wonder if Jesse is going to get off scot-free. Go to if, Mexico? Like, I, I. But I wonder, like, I think he's going to get caught. And I think there's going to be something that happens. Like a jury will find him innocent or they'll say like because like of his imprisonment yeah like that he could get off because well there's literally no see. other proof besides him being at the neo-nazis ranch right because like, they can't pin any other of the previous seasons you know on him right because they would have already you know they've he's walter got off he did too right they, he it's it's funny jesse has gotten away with everything however he's haunted by like not the law, <laughs> but now is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so what, the other thing that I wanted to talk about too, is that there's really only one. I mean, there are a couple, like, I think like visual novels that you can use for video games. Yeah. But, I like graphic stuff, graphic but like there's like an iPhone game that you can download and all this other stuff. And that's what I wanted to talk to you so, about too. And it's, so it's, it's strange to me because, so we have this movie coming up, which again, you guys, we can only speculate right now by the sure. time you're listening to this. October it be out. 5th or 25th. I, I think it comes say, out. Oh gosh, I don't. I'd have to might look. be the fifth. I think it's sooner think it's, rather than later. I think it's later. sooner too. Yeah, um, we're getting all these trailers for it. Yeah, and it's it looks incredible. Mm -hmm. the, the trailer gave me chills. First of, I hope many little movies. And did you know that? Um, I believe it was uh, Aaron Paul's idea. El Camino, the movie, most of the plot idea was his. He came really? to Vince Gilligan, and they had a very short time to film it. And they said sixty days in the desert. That's how they described the filming of the whole movie. Wow. So yeah. That's, anyway. that's still like, that's a lot though. In the it is desert. a lot. It is a lot, but for such a big deal and like big celebrities, that's pretty yeah. short. Two months. Yeah. For a film, move. Right. So but back to the mobile game. Yeah. So you guys, I haven't downloaded it, but I'm looking at some screenshots right now. It almost looks like a tactics, like builder where you can like literally fight off the police. Oh dude. It's basically, did you ever, there's the game of Thrones game. There's the star Wars where you build a town yeah. or you build a city and then other players can attack your town and you have to build up a defense. And eventually it gets to the point where you have to wait three days for one building to charge up enough resources. Yeah. And so it's, it's it, a money grab. It is the most money grabbing games. So you can play it and get it. It like advances you for a couple hours really quickly. And right. Eventually you hit that dead point where you're like, well, I could spend 99 cents. Right. Which I'll be honest, I, I've, I have spent money on games like that before. Cause I just get so hooked on it where I'm like, okay, I really want to play this next. There were a couple. You know. Yeah. Few, but never over like $10. Or anything. Oh no, no. I, but, um, uh, actually one game, there was a game called tap Titans that I spent. Oh, I remember tap uh, probably, Titans. probably 25, 30 bucks on that. I, I spent a lot of money on that. You, you produce tap Titans too. You're the reason uh, I know, um, but which was a great game. Yeah, I spent it's even truly more like an idle clicker boring dumb where they have yeah. like really really detailed drawings of the characters that pop up and give you a message you know like that right. like super artistic drawing of them which i can't stand i hate that and type of like, stuff this is just dumb you you bought the name you bought the rights to the looks and the act like everything all right. the rights and you just made another idle clicker game it's just it, well, it's shovelware that's all most sh of yeah, these games are i mean it's just what just, would you want to see out of a game a i would real like to good see video. like a honestly they could get away with a few things so one if they're doing a mobile game mm -hmm. i think they should do a uh what was the one game venture capitalist where yeah. you literally are just farming for it's money an idle clicker i yeah. love those games i think that could do they're well as that it doesn't don't make it more than it has to be yeah. you, you can, know buy upgrades as you go you can and, spend money if you want but it's just literally yeah. you're watching a building with all your math people you know cooking right, on right. each floor um, yeah so i think that could be fun and i think if they were going to do like a full scale game it is it going to be GTA? 
That's the thing. Exactly. Just, because they made a Scarface game, GTA clone. They made, uh, you know, uh, any cry Godfather game, GTA right. clone. I don't, to be honest, I don't think that a Breaking Bad game is built for console. I don't think it would be appropriate. No, it, that's really because no it's reason. like GTA Vice City. Yeah, they all they talk about is cocaine, cocaine, cocaine. But it's the 80s and you can kind of get away like cocaine. Right. But like crystal meth, well, prostitutes, cool. it becomes yeah. a far darker world. Yeah, I just touched the mic. A far darker <laughs> world that you would be putting your characters in. And it's like, I don't want to like presume anything, but I and they talk about it in Breaking Bad too. some of the characters like they do despicable things. For oh, meth. yeah. Whereas. People do despicable things for cocaine, but not to the degree of despicableness. Uh, right. I think it's well, a I think far harder. They could even take it in the direction of, you know, it's an idle clicker sort of, but then occasionally a cop will come in and you need to pick the right dialogue option to not get caught and pay a fine and lose all of your money. How about you this? Know? Idle clicker meets a Pokemon Go. So oh, you, you yeah. got your idle clicker. You set a GPS location as like, kind of your home your territory your literal territory so like your literal address at home you see like hey where it'll and it'll be when you start the game it's like where do you want to mark this as your right home locate your base when you're there when your gps vicinity is like in your neighborhood or on your street you're producing meth at a higher rate i could uh, with your idle clicker i could see that becoming troublesome though because i could see people using that as an excuse of like oh well I decided to start selling drugs because I realized this. You know, well, I, that was what Pokemon Go became. You know, right. realize what those that people were using it for lascivious reasons. Yeah, right. you could oh, locations of people. I'll go there. But the idea is, but a cool thing would be that once you left your home territory, then you're dealing those drugs out. And the further away from it, or like if you right. go, it gives you a different location, like hey, go to this Walmart, or if you're here, kind of like over the territory. Go, you can well, either take over the territory or you're selling your drugs. They better. can make it yeah. a. Like Foursquare, where you would yeah, check in and yeah. like you'd be the king of a location. That way, so the it's more not you check giving in, away your current GPS. Right. Lo- it's more it's of just a, how a often, check-in. Yeah, how often have you checked in here? Is yes. this your territory? So it's a, both and, an idle clicker and a check-in. And every time you check in, you get more resources, more money. You deal those drugs yeah. or like you can, you're getting a better rate. Right. You know, percentage. Right. It's um, literally that's the thing. It's you're asking for a game to encourage people to deal drugs. Right. So there's no way of it's gonna like, be shaky ground. walter and jesse decided right. to open up a hamburger stand. Right. <laughs> like that yeah um and apart from that i mean the last question that i have because we're actually running low on time mm-hmm. uh which unexpectedly is, yeah. with this episode I mean, yeah we're already at like almost 40 minutes yeah. it's just blowing my mind um so my question to you is after el camino and we don't know for sure yet because we don't know how it's gonna go after el camino do you want to see a continuation of breaking bad as a TV series on Netflix. Oh, it's a TV series. Yeah. It's, I don't think so. No, because it's like they did the series. Then they did better call Saul. Yeah. Going back to another series almost feels like admitting defeat one. Yeah. And then even though not because break uh, better call Saul is a huge hit and they should be very proud of it because it's very good. But, um, and two, it, it would be too much of a jump the gun in this like, Hey, you guys liked Will and Grace. We're bringing it back. Hey, right. you guys like yeah, this. Sh- we're yeah. bringing it back 25 years later. No, and I, I agree it, with that. I think that it needs to. And without Walter White, nobody's breaking bad. Right. Literally, the title means to choose a life of crime. Right. To switch to that or to cause chaos. Yeah. And 
that's his whole character arc is him breaking bad over the course of these however many you know, so and, years. and we want to hear from you guys too that are yes. listening uh let us know what you want to see out of el camino yeah. and once it's out honestly i would love to hear what you guys thought of yeah. el camino would you like more movies i'm i like the idea of if you're going to do breaking bad offshoots and seven other series just more movies yeah you, we might have a movie now we could you do uh depending on how better call Saul ends, I would watch a Saul movie yeah, involving him and do the same thing. Oh, by For the sure. way. So this is, I don't know if they've proved this wrong, but there was a, this is just a real quick thought. Um, I was doing a little research and one of the fan theories is that the black and white scenes you see in better call Saul mm-hmm. him at the Cinnabon with a mustache yeah. and kind of like living this dreary basic life is actually not him in witness protection. That is if if you want to put it in these terms, an alternate reality or his horrifying vision of what his life would be if he truly went to that. Interesting. So the idea is that the last time you see him in Breaking Bad, when he says goodbye to Walter saying, I'm going to go into witness protection and maybe manage a Cinnabon. But yeah, sure, that never happens. So we might mm. see Saul with Jesse not going into it. That might tell us what Saul Interesting. did. I think this movie is going to go watch yeah, better call. Saul. I think the movie, it's kind of uh, his idea of limbo or his idea of hell. Yeah. Black, the black and white is not a reality ever. Interesting. And when he gets locked in the dump room, you think like, I remember that one scene where he get, literally locks himself in there overnight and he has yeah. to go right back to work. Basically. Yeah. It's just uh, the idea of a hell. Yeah. Interesting. Even his home life in well, the black yeah, and white and, is a and, hell. Yeah. Weigh in on that too, guys. Yeah. Uh, franchiseunpacked at gmail.com. I love theories. Or if you go to franchiseunpacked.com, uh, yeah. the site might be down currently. I'm actually working on building up a new website for you guys. Yeah. So uh, check that out soon. It's going to be a little bit more responsive, have a little bit more. In the meantime, check us out on iTunes. Yes. Yeah. iTunes, Stitcher, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Spotify, Play, all that stuff. YouTube, yeah. um, Instagram. Did you already say Instagram? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we anyway, have one. guys, I, honestly, we've had a great time. I doing this episode yeah. and researching it was a blast. Uh, yeah, it was like kind of like a throw. I was like, Ooh, nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Dave, do you got anything else you want to add? No, you can find me on Instagram at, at the Dave of wonders. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at the Zach Rogers. And, uh, as per usual, uh, our team, I can't speak Ooh. by the end of the night. I just, my just verbal diarrhea, just my speech patterns go down the toilet. I, our Instagram handle is at franchise unpacked. Mm-hmm. So we'd love it if you checked us out on there. Give us a yes. follow, all that good stuff. And get ready, because Franchise Unspooked will, will be, be coming your way. Yeah, coming soon go, to, go, a theater, go, go. to a theater near you. Is that going to be next week? Yeah, that'll be no uh, the first one will be next week. Wow. But yeah. Get ready, thank, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, see you later. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. The next franchise we'll be unpacking is Friday the 13th. But in the meantime, feel free to drop us a line with any questions, comments, or future episodes at FranchiseUnpacked at gmail.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. And be sure to share so we can keep these episodes coming your way. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.